0: Today on Graceful Truth with our teacher and pastor, Steve Converse.
1: Trusting God to solve your problem doesn't mean that you can just ignore your problems. It doesn't mean that you can just avoid your problems. It doesn't mean that you can just pretend that your problems don't exist and just sit back in the armchairs of grace and pretend like everything's going to work out. No, you know what, beloved? God wants you to meet your problems face to face. He wants to give you victory in the presence of your enemies.
0: From Grace Bible Church in Redwood City, greetings and welcome to Graceful Truth. Our time together today will take us back to review the King Jehoshaphat. You know, we all face trials, troubles, struggles, tribulations in our life. It's not a matter of if, but when. So the question is, what do we do when they do come our way? Well, King Jehoshaphat is a great example of that. And that's what we're looking at in this series, simply entitled, Here Comes Trouble. Indeed, trouble is always right around the corner for all of us, but again, how we face it, how we handle it, and how God gets the victory for it is the subject of today's broadcast. Looking for victory over your troubles? And join us for this edition of Graceful Truth. Here's Pastor Steve Converse. Good morning. This morning we're going to be looking
1: once again into 2 Chronicles chapter 20. 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And we'll be looking at verses 15 to 23 this morning. Uh, We're in the series called Here Comes Trouble. And we're looking at King Jehoshaphat. The story of King Jehoshaphat who found himself in pretty big trouble one day. Uh, In spite of the fact that his kingship and his administration was always doing the right thing, it seemed, they were doing good, they were helping their people, Uh, Jehoshaphat was the king of Judah, and while he was uh, trying to build a stronger, even safer, more prosperous, more religious Judah, several of his enemies formed an alliance, and they wanted to take it Basically all away from him. And we saw this last week in verses 1 to 2. The armies of the Moabites, the Ammonites, the uh, Ammonites, they declared war on Jehoshaphat. And the messengers came and they told Jehoshaphat the king that there is a vast army that's going to be marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea. And they're already at a certain place and uh, they're on their way. And you remember what King Jehoshaphat's response was. It would be the same response we would have, most likely, in this situation. Naturally, he was terrified. He realized that their combined armies, which were much greater than his, were coming against him and his countrymen, and he didn't know what to do about it. But we saw what he did. What did he do? Did he panic? Did he wave the retreat flag, the white flag? No. The Bible says this, he begged the Lord for guidance. The King James says it this way, he set himself to seek the Lord. And we saw last week how he prayed, he fasted, he listened, he trusted, and he even worshipped. Simply put, we surmise that he surrendered himself to God so that he wouldn't have to surrender to his enemies. And how did God respond to King Jehoshaphat's prayers? He said this, do not be afraid, do not be discouraged. This is my fight, said the Lord, not yours, trust me. See, if you're looking at life today and you're thinking, oh no, here comes trouble. Seemed everything was going right, but then the the economy crashed or I lost my job or my kids are rebelling or my marriage is in trouble. Here comes trouble. I, I want you to know that whatever it is that you're facing this morning, God can get you through it. Do you believe that? He will get you through it. And in the process, he will bring you closer to him than you've ever been before. And your life will be more blessed than it's ever been before. The end of the story says in verse 30, Jehoshaphat's kingdom was at peace. For his God had given him rest on every side. That's what he will do for you, beloved. I don't know if you notice all the unrest out there today in our society. But we have people occupying places and protesting. We have people concerned about their investments or their families or their marriages. There's not a whole lot of rest out there to be found. But I want you to realize that this wouldn't have happened for Jehoshaphat if he hadn't responded the right way when trouble first appeared on the horizon. See, King Jehoshaphat's experience with God's blessing was because instead of panicking, instead of giving up, Instead of running away or raising the white flag, instead of fighting in his own strength, he confronted trouble with a determination to seek the face of God. Now, today let's pick up the story. The men of Judah have all come together and a prophet began to speak to them. Beginning in verse 15, 2 Chronicles chapter 20. He said, listen all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Listen King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours, but it's God's. Tomorrow, march out against them. You will find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jurel. But you will not even need to fight. Take your positions. Listen to this. Then stand still. And watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. Hopefully you got what the prophet said. He said, this is where your enemy will be. I want you to go out where they are. And I want you to take up your positions for battle. Just stand there, just relax, and watch me do the rest. See, the point of today's message is that God will fight your battles for you. This is a great face-off and they come at times in our life by the sovereign hand of God and you can trust him to give you victory in all areas of your life because he's going to fight the battles for you. But in order to experience this victory, there are certain things you need to do. There are certain principles you need to apply. First of all, you need to confront your problems face-to-face. That's the first thing. You need to confront your problems face to face. When King Jehoshaphat cried out to God for help, God could have said, hey, you know what? There's an army that gathered against you in the wilderness, but don't worry about it. Just stay where you are and I'm going to take care of it. You don't need to go out and face them. Just, Just hang out here in the homestead and I'll go deal with the enemies. He could have said that, but he didn't because he never does it that way. Trusting God to solve your problem doesn't mean that you can just ignore your problems. It doesn't mean that you can just avoid your problems. It doesn't mean that you can just pretend that your problems don't exist and just sit back in the armchairs of grace and pretend like everything's going to work out. Now, you know what, beloved? God wants you to meet your problems face to face. He wants to give you victory in the presence of your enemies. Why do you think that is? Why do you think it's important for God to tell you to go out and face off with your problems when he could deal with your problems while you're sitting at home? He's capable of doing that. Why did he have them go out and face the enemy? I think that primarily it's because he wants you to see how big your enemy is face to face. So then you can see just how big his power, how great, how majestic his power really is. Now, you know, you think you have problems. When you think about your problems, what do you need to do in order to confront them? First of all, you don't need to fight against them in your own own strength. God has already promised you to fight your battles for you. But you do need to confront them head on. You may not have the wherewithal to solve your health problems or your marital problems or your financial problems. But you know what? You can stand up to them You can take up your position, just as God told King Jehoshaphat to do so, so that the glory of God can be revealed in your life. I mean, it's been said over and over and over again, beloved, 80% of success is simply showing up. You know what? I think that applies to the way we face our problems, too. A big percentage of success in facing our difficulties can be attributed to having the courage just to face them, just to show up. When you're willing to stand up to the enemy face-to-face, you unleash the power of God in your life. So maybe you're looking at your life and saying, man, here comes some trouble around the bend. The answer is not to run. The answer is not to hide. The answer is not to pretend the trouble doesn't exist. The answer is to face it, head on. Here comes the next thing I want you to notice. You need to confront your problems face-to-face. And then secondly, you need to take action right away. Take action right away. Listen to what God told Jehoshaphat. Look at verse 16. He says, tomorrow, march out against them. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you in verse 17. So what did they do? It says in verse 20, early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. In other words, they moved as soon as possible. They didn't put it off. You know, many times when we're up against problems, and we know that we have to confront them face to face. I don't know if you're like me, but I have a tendency to put it off, to procrastinate, put it off as long as possible. H. Jackson Brown said, where there is a hill to climb, don't think that waiting will make it any smaller. We know that's true, but it doesn't always stop us from waiting a while anyway. When Steve Mariucci was coach of the San Francisco 49ers, He was quoted as saying this, I never wear a watch. The reason is because I always know it's now. And now is when you should do it. It reminds me of something that Anne Frank said. She said, how wonderful it is that nobody need wait a single moment before starting to improve the world. And I would say to you how wonderful it is that nobody need to wait a single moment before facing your own problems. How wonderful it is that nobody needs to wait a single moment before taking the necessary action to make your life what it needs to be. How wonderful it is that nobody needs to wait a single moment before beginning to experience God's power in your life. As the Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 6.2, Indeed, the right time is now. Today is the day of salvation. Today you can begin to take steps. To move your problems out of the way. Even if they're tiny little baby steps. Even if they seem laughably insignificant. You can begin to take these steps. And I promise you these two things. First of all, God will notice. And secondly, he'll show up. He'll show up in your life. See, there are many times when we're looking at this vast army that's come against us. And we think, I can't do everything to solve this problem right now. So you know what? I'm just not going to do anything at all. I can't solve this problem today. So you know what? I'm just going to put it off just a little while longer. I'm not going to face it. And we eventually adopt the attitude of what's the use? What good will it do if I eat a salad today instead of pizza? Is one salad really going to make me that healthy? Or we think, what good will it do if I take my wife out for a romantic dinner? Is one romantic dinner out really going to solve our marital problems? Or we think, what good will it do if I just put $10 in our savings account? I can't retire on $10. And so we begin to think and develop this mentality that I'll confront these problems when I have a better chance of solving these problems. See, if King Jehoshaphat and his army had believed this lie, they never would have gone out into the wilderness of Tekoa. They never would have faced off with their enemies, and they never would have experienced the victory. God told the army to move into position right away. He said, I'll be with you. I'll protect you. I'm going to fight for you. I will give you the victory. But you need to take action right away. So that I can begin to bless you. God is telling us, beloved, that we need to be willing to face up to our problems. And we need to be willing to do it right now. I see a third thing here quickly in verse 21. And that's simply chart your course with praise. Chart your course with praise. It says, after consulting the people in verse 21, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. And this is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. And then look at what the Bible says in verse 22. At the very moment they began to sing and give praise, the Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting, look at this, amongst themselves. Did you get that? At the very moment they began to sing and give praise, the enemy simply self-destructed. Last week, we talked about how praise and worship are an important part of seeking God, but they're also an important part of confronting our problems, and they're crucial in experiencing victory. I look around today, and I'm convinced that we talk way too much about the problems that we face. We talk way too much about the strength of the enemy. We talk way too much about just how bad everything is. Yeah, I mean, you hear it everywhere you go. You know, the economy's awful, gas prices are so high, my job is so stressful, we've got the wrong people in the office, and oh, my marriage is falling apart, my body, I have these aches and pains, and it just goes on and on and on. Now, I said earlier, we can't ignore our problems. We can't pretend like our problems don't exist. But let me make one thing simply very clear. There's a big difference between confronting your problems and complaining about your problems. Do you know what determines the difference? Let me tell you, it's a heart full of faith and a mouth full of praise. Look at what Jehoshaphat said to the people in verse 20. He said, listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God and you will be able to stand firm. Believe in his prophets and you will succeed. See, people who do nothing but complain about their problems talk As if their problems are the biggest thing in the world. On the other hand, people who are rightly confronting their problems talk as if God is bigger than any situation they'll ever face. As you approach the enemies that have aligned against you, you need to stand firm in faith. Speak words of praise. Do you have enough courage to do that? Do you have enough courage to say, God, I'm taking steps in this direction as an act of faith? And I praise you now because you are good, you are mighty, and your word is true. And your love endures forever. And you give strength to your people. And by your power, we have the victory. And all the honor and all the praise goes directly to you. Do you have the courage to say that? Do you have the courage to proclaim that? Or is it just simply more comfortable to keep on saying, well, the economy, what am I gonna do? Everything's turning down. How am I gonna get by? See, in this story, we see the army of Judah was preceded by praise. And as a result, the army never had to enter the fight. God fought the battle for them. And I'm telling you that if you'll make it your policy to proceed your steps with praise to our Lord God, you're not going to have to fight your own battles either. In his book, The Cross and the Switchblade, David Wilkerson tells a story about when he was a boy about being the new kid in town, a preacher's kid, finding out that the town bully was after him. He didn't want to fight, but he didn't want to run either. So he prayed about it. And God helped him to remember a verse of scripture. Zechariah 4.6 Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And Wilkerson repeated this verse again and again and again to himself, claiming it as his promise. And when the day of confrontation came, and the bully began intimidating him, mocking him, threatening him, Wilkerson said that he was scared to his core, but he just kept repeating that verse. And as the bully circled him, and he circled the bully, saying to himself, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And then Wilkerson, he felt the fear just melt away. And it was replaced with confidence and even joy. And while the bully kept up the tough talk, Wilkerson smiled and Frankly, the bully didn't know what to do. He was used to all the kids in the town being afraid of him. And here's this skinny little preacher's kid smiling at him, not afraid at all. The bully did finally land a punch, a weak and hesitant blow. And David, he never even backed down. The bully then turned and took off and ran down the street. The next day, the word was all over the school. The preacher's kid beat up the bully. The truth was that David Wilkerson never even threw a punch. He won this battle not by... Might nor by power, but by God's Spirit. See, Wilkerson's story directly parallels, I believe, Jehoshaphat's story. And you know what? This can be a story that we can own as well. When you've got armies lined up against you, and you've got bullies coming after you, and your problems are surrounding you, I want you to understand that you can experience God's victory. And you say, well, how? Simply by faith. You confront your problems face to face. By faith, you begin to take action now. And by faith, you precede each step with a word of praise to your God. And do you know what you're going to discover? You're going to discover that there's power in praise and there's victory in faith. The battle doesn't belong to you, the battle belongs to the Lord. And I want you to understand that He promised victory, not by your own might, not by your own power, but simply by the Spirit. Of the living God. Well, I trust you're being edified and built up in your faith as we study this portion of Scripture from the Old Testament, taken from the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 20, focusing on King Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah. As he was faced with the imminent attack from his enemies, who, by the way, actually joined forces together against him and his people, we saw how he was empowered by putting into practice three basic principles. And we can apply those principles to our own lives as well. First of all, we need to confront our problems face-to-face. Are you willing to do that? Are you willing to look face-to-face into the problem you may be facing and confront it? Secondly, we saw how he was encouraged to take action right away. Uh, Sometimes when we're faced with issues in our lives, we don't like confrontation. We don't like to deal with the hard things. And so we put it on the back burner. We procrastinate. God wants us to not only confront our problems face-to-face, but we need to do it right away. And then thirdly, we saw how he encouraged his people to chart their course with praise. You know, no matter what you're facing, it doesn't change who God is. And I just want to encourage you that he is always worthy of our praise, of our worship. And somehow, when we make that a priority, even in the hard times of life, that he takes those efforts, he takes those times of worship and praise, and he uses those times to really strengthen us in our faith. And in the end, we see him obtain the victory for us, and he gets the glory and honor. Well, I hope you're encouraged and enjoying this study. Uh, next week, we'll be looking at Second Chronicles chapter 20, verses 22 to 30. And we'll be looking at the valley of blessing, the blessing that God unleashed on King Jehoshaphat and his people. Father, we come before you and we thank you for your care for us, your love for us. Even as we've studied this passage, we've seen how you cared and loved for King Jehoshaphat and his people. And Lord, I know today that there are people facing issues, facing problems facing maybe even enemies in their lives. And I pray that you would give them the strength through the power of your spirit to confront their problems face to face, to take action right away, to chart their course with praise and that they could then wait and see the mighty hand of God work on their behalf. Lord, you love us so much that you sent your only son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to die for our sins. And the Bible teaches us that when we cry out, to a holy God for mercy with a repentant, sincere heart that you answer that prayer and you allow us to be forgiven, to start over, to start afresh because of the work of Christ. And I pray if there's anyone who has yet to put their faith, their trust in Christ, I pray, Lord, that you would draw them to yourself even now, that you would allow them to turn to you from their sin and that you would show them your
0: love, your mercy, your grace in the name of of your son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, it's our prayer here at Graceful Truth that God would reveal his grace to your hearts through the teaching of his word each week. We trust you're currently involved in a Bible teaching church in your area. If not, we'd love to have you come out and visit us here at Grace Bible Church in Redwood City. We meet each Sunday morning for our praise and worship service at 10 a.m. And we offer nursery care and Sunday school classes for our children through grade five. If you'd like to encourage us here at the Graceful Truth program, give us a call. At the Grace Bible Church in Redwood City, 650 366 9923, or visit our website gracefultruth.org. And now, to close out our time together with a look at our fall schedule, once again, here's Pastor Steve Converse. Thanks, Andy. I want to share some
1: exciting information with our listening audience concerning our fall schedule here at Grace Bible Church, Redwood City. First up, we'll be having our fall. Israel and Bible Prophecy Conference featuring Bible teacher Dr. David Hawking on November 18th, 19th, and 20th. It will all kick off on Friday, November 18th at 7 p.m. with concert pianist David Talbot leading us in some wonderful hymns here at Grace Bible Church, Redwood City. The conference is free, so we hope to see you here the weekend right before Thanksgiving. Second on our fall schedule will be a real blessing to our ladies here in the Bay Area. Ladies, we have a real Christmas treat for you coming up on Saturday, December 3rd, here at Grace Bible Church, Redwood City. We will be hosting a woman's Christmas tea with speaker and author, Elise Fitzpatrick. Elise will be teaching from her book, Because He Loves Me, How Christ Transforms Our Daily Life. The tea will be held on Saturday, December 3rd, with seating for the tea beginning at 11 a.m. Our program will begin promptly at 11.30 and will conclude at 2.30 p.m here at Grace Bible Church, Redwood City. Cost of registration will be $20, and registration will be required in advance. All the registration information can be found on our church website at gracebibleonline.org. Once again, that's gracebibleonline.org. There will be a registration form available online. You simply download it, fill it out, and mail it in with your registration to the address given, or you can simply call us here at Grace Bible Church, Redwood City, 650-366-9923. Once again, we'd like to thank you for listening to Graceful Truth each weekend, and it'd be a wonderful encouragement to us to hear from you about how this program has been a blessing to
0: your hearts. Thank you, Steve. And again, friend, we'd love to hear from you. So call us today, 650-366-9923, or write to us, 2225 Euclid Avenue, Redwood City, 94061 is our zip code. Until next time, God bless.